0: You're
1: listening to the Packernet Podcast Network.
2: You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying
3: to make an urgent phone call up there.
4: Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some
3: phone calls? Hang up the phone! Prank caller! Prank caller!
4: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. But we don't have any new callers today. What we have is Wayne. So go ahead and take it away, Wayne.
3: Morning, Ryan. Wayne from Illinois. Hey. Hi. uh... Black raspberries kind of crapped out for the year, so I'm out on an early morning bike ride, about 55 degrees, watching the sun come up, a little bit cool, so it's a good thing. There you go. Uh, I forgot to mention when I called in last time, uh, you were saying it'd be great to have the Packers beat the Bears on a last minute play, you know, it'd be fun to watch the, the Bear fans just kind of melt in the stands, kind of like the, uh, the Lions did when, whenever uh, Rogers would throw that Hail Mary in the end zone. Yeah. But personally, I prefer the Packers to win 60 to nothing. Just grind them out, crush them out all day long. Let them know it's just not a fluke, you know, play at the end that seals a victory. But just, they have no chance. They have no hope. They have no quarterback. They have no defense. So, just want to check in and see what you think. You, Prefer the last man of victory or the total domination.
4: Go, back, go Yeah, I don't I don't doubt for a second that what you're saying I said I did say, but as you are telling me back to me what I said, I'm sitting here thinking, I don't want that. <laughs> last second victory, That I mean that's not even it's not going to be satisfying. I mean, don't, that's, that's, that's not true. It will be satisfying. And I'm, I believe this is when I was saying a last second, like uh, Jordan Love runs it in for a touchdown kind of thing. Um, it's going to be very satisfying. But the problem is, it's not going to be satisfying in terms of actually crushing the hopes of, of anybody. And you're, you're not going to be able to after week one, not that we should anyways, but we're not going to be able to after week when, one say a whole lot. Because there's going to be all the reasons. Well, so and so hurt their toe. Well, there was a penalty, and obviously that would have made the difference. They shouldn't have gotten a first down. It was a bad spot. Blah 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 blah. You're right. Win by sixty. Leave no doubt. I don't care if there was. I don't care if there's fifteen bad calls. It, it was such a bad beating. Bears fans wouldn't even bother bringing up the bad calls. They would anyways. But you get my point.
5: Ryan, hey, how are you? Good. Jeff from Minneapolis. Hey, checking in with you here. I I wanted to share something with you. I think we've been talking a lot about Jordan Love and obviously what we think he might be or could become. Uh, I know there's a lot of talking heads out there with a lot of opinions. But I thought probably the most important voice to hear from would be somebody who actually played against him. And so I went back to Eagles Wire, USA Today Eagles Wire, and there's an article, I remember this after the game, Eagles cornerback Darius Slay praises Packers quarterback Jordan Love for his play in relief of Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) And so uh, Slay was essentially very, very complimentary. In fact, here's what he says here. As a defense, when A-Rod goes out, we feel great. That's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. So if he goes out, we got to go out here and really get active. The D-line gets a little hungrier because they know with a young buck coming in, they can get after the quarterback since A-Rod makes a lot of checks and communication at the line of scrimmage. That's hard to sack. So, young buck, love, comes in and actually does a very, very solid job. Green Bay got a bright, bright future like a bright one because Buddy was slinging it. Slay goes on to say, I ain't going to lie, he looked, he, uh, he low-key looked like A-Rod. Like, he's been learning a lot, Slay continued. It should be a blessing for him to be behind a goat and learning like that at a high level. And he's a talented kid as well. He's a first-round draft pick, so he has a lot of talent. He just has to wait his time, just how A-Rod had to wait his time for Brett Favre. His time is going to come, and you can see the gunslinging mentality he had, just like Rogers. With the quick release and the flick, picking up the back leg, he's copy and pasting him Referring to Rodgers, for sure. And that's a great player to be copying and pasting from. So anyway, there you go. I think a guy who is a fringe Hall of Fame cornerback who played with Detroit and faced Rodgers twice a year for eight straight years before going to Philadelphia, I'd like to hear his opinion. (laughs) That's a guy that I think we can listen to and say, okay, I know what A-Rod looks like. I've played against him. And now this dude comes in and, you know, wow, he's looking a lot like A-Rod. So... I guess that's an opinion of a guy I'd like to hear from, right? A a player. Not somebody who's a talking head, just has an opinion. So I wanted to share that with you and look forward to hearing your comments. Thanks again for all your work.
4: Yeah, and, and again, that just goes to what we were talking about yesterday and the day before about Jordan Love with there's more than enough evidence. There's more than enough just sitting there staring you in the face if you want to accept it. The reality is, and what everybody understands, is that There's really no debate that Jordan Love needed work. There's no debate that Jordan Love looked like he still needed work when we saw him against the Chiefs. There's also no debate that every single human being that has watched Jordan Love in 2022 has said that it appears he turned a corner. From Kurt Warner to Mike Martz, who said, I would sell the farm for this kid to Darius Slay, who, I mean, we've cited that several times. Played it on here from YouTube, and I've talked about it numerous times. The guy flat out, because this is what everybody saw, they, they they went off easy because the game was over, blah, blah, blah. No, they didn't. They specifically said that they get hungrier when he came out. They were going to tear this guy up. They want to go out there and destroy somebody on defense. Right? This is your opportunity. You, you can pad your stats. You're talking about you're a corner you're you're out there trying to get as many picks and pass breakups and everything else. You're going to go get this kid. You're a pass rusher. I'm going to get this kid. We're going to mess with him, and that's what he did. And Darius Slay said that he flat out said this. This guy looked like Rogers. He's got a bright, bright future, et cetera, et cetera. All this stuff sitting there for you. Is it definitive? Of course it's not. If it was, I'd be saying so. I've never said that. But again all the information you would need is sitting there for you to accept the fact that there is enough reason to believe that he's going to be a good quarterback. And and if you're not, you're choosing not to. You're cherry-picking data, and it's the old data only, not the new data. The newest information about Jordan Love is all positive. All of it. Unless you're Colin Coward and think that um, temper expectations mean something other than, you know, hey, I'm a coach that doesn't over-hype people and over-deliver, or under-deliver. And I've said this about every single one of our players. And also, yes, understand there's a a learning curve and a growth process to this. But that's true of every young quarterback, even the ones that are very good when they come in. There's stuff they don't know, stuff they got to learn. Jordan Love doesn't know what it's like to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He has to learn that. That has nothing to do with good or bad. Crying out loud. So, yeah, it's all just sitting there for you. You're welcome to to accept it as a reality, or just continue to dismiss it as though it, it's just not a thing. And
6: Ryan, hey
7: Zach from North Carolina, what up? What's up, man? Um, I'm getting freaking stoked for Jordan Love. Um, and I know we're not allowed to talk about highlights, but there's Do this it. video first one on Google. Jordan Love career highlights 2020 to 2022 doing it right now. It's a 10 minute video and I've watched it like three times and man, this is going to be awesome because <laughs> right, here's the thing about highlights. When bears fans talk about Justin Fields highlights, they're pulling those from two seasons of basically full-time starting. I mean, he missed a few games cause he got hurt, but that's a him problem. Um, these highlights are coming from like a few preseason games and a few other times yeah, that he got played. It's ten play minutes that we all long know too. about, but man, he has some pretty good throws. And anybody who thinks that he's not going to be able to move our offense down the field—not saying he's Aaron Rodgers, doesn't have to be—but oh my gosh, I'm just so excited. <laughs> so
4: you guys are getting hyped I cannot hope, though, wait man. for
7: training camp and the preseason, and Jeez. then. Week one versus Justin Fields and the
4: Bears, baby. Let's yeah. go! And Talk you, to you later. Bye. I'm not. I, I mean, I maybe it's just the mood I'm in. I don't know. You guys are getting like I got chills right now. I'm not even kidding you. Like I, so I went over to YouTube. I found the one you're talking about. It's Jordan Love career highlights 2020 to 2022. It's funny because Bears fans are like, there's this video. It's it's I think it's 20 minutes long of of his highlights, and you know, of course, half of them are, are running and stupid crap, and there's a couple good throws in there. There is a Jordan Love all-time highlights. And you say we shouldn't talk about highlights. We should talk about highlights for for a lot of reasons. Now, highlights are not a definitive thing to say, this is how you know somebody's a great quarterback. But highlights have their place. I do it all the time when I'm watching draft prospects. Sometimes highlights are the right thing. Like, I can't get into them. I don't know what what it is that's so good about them. And then you see, like, oh, okay, now I get it. Or whatever the, the case may be. In this case, we have people saying he's never made a good throw in his life. We have people saying, I have no idea, there's no reason to believe in the guy. Go watch his highlights. If you just need a reason, highlights are perfect. And it sounds like most people just need a reason. So there's the one you talked about, and I'm telling you right, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm just going to watch these highlights for a minute. Um, Jordan Love Career Highlights 2020 to 2022. So if you type in Jordan Love Career Highlights, that's the first one that pops up. There's another one below that. And then I see the all-time highlights, 25 minutes. I'm watching both of them. Um, so that goes back to his college career, obviously. And I'm telling you, um, he actually was very impressive in college. He really, really was. So if you want to know what people are seeing in him, because that's the Bears fans will tell you that he shouldn't have even been drafted. He was a complete bum. He was a bust. He was drafted again because he has those Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes qualities, and you will see them. It's not hard to see throwing on the run, throwing fricking rocket dimes, can he do it consistent enough to be an elite quarterback? I don't have a freaking clue, but I'm excited to watch this kid play. That's what I know. So you know what's exciting about it? I I, I haven't really gone back and watched that Chiefs game. I think I've seen a couple of clips from it or whatever, but the touchdown that he did get, it was fourth and five. First of all, they converted third and fourth downs all the way down that drive, and they put the ball in Love's hands. That's an important note. That touchdown, he was under pressure, Threw off his back foot on 4th and 5 to hit Lazard. That was a pressure-in-my-face fadeaway shot from the 30-yard line. Lazard caught that at the 7-yard line. So that was a 23-yard pass off his back foot, and Lazard went in from the 7 for a touchdown. Juke to defender. The fact that, again, they put the ball in his hands numerous times on, on like, this-is-the-game type of drives, and He converted. In fact, numerous times his mobility has come into play here. Whether that's escaping the pocket, just, you know, escaping a sack, throwing on the run, or just running when pressure's there. Man, what a beautiful touchdown pass that was to Romeo Dobbs against the 49ers too. Man, oh man. Just a 36-yard rainbow right into his hands. The other thing I really like about him is he doesn't flinch in the pocket. I talked numerous times about how one of Aaron Rodgers' flaws that I saw, especially this last year... He gets real nervous. Like he, he. Listen, I, I got, I get the feeling at his age, he just did not want to get hit. He really didn't like the way that that felt. He started getting happy feet, man. I'm watching this Saints game, and there's a blitzer coming, screaming up the middle. Running back comes in, massive collision. I mean, if if that doesn't get picked up, he's going to get crushed. He never flinched. He never took his eyes away from downfield. He just stood in the pocket, kept doing his job delivers like a 10-yard pass to Winfrey who takes it for another five, six yards or something. Just, and and that stuff matters. If your three seconds of time in the pocket becomes 2.2 seconds because you're scared to stand in and just trust your guys, you're not going to have a lot of guys open. Yeah, and that, that highlight video didn't even show two of my favorite throws. The two drops. The drop by Aaron Jones and the drop by, I think, uh, Patrick Taylor. I think those are two of his best throws. But uh, appreciate you guys getting me jacked up because it feels
2: good. <laughs> Hey Ryan, wow. I'm Hi. here just enjoying the hot afternoon here, okay. and uh, I won't mention the day, okay, it's all good. Um, So two things, are you crazy? <laughs> Probably not, did you lose your mind? Probably not, um, it's just, you know, when you think about it, when you just look back in the last 20 years, I can go even further, but in the last 20 years, the two best teams have been Pretty much Packers in New England. I know it's all changed now. But the other teams have come up, you know, poked their head above the, you know, the water, then felt like the Phillies popped their head up a couple times. Uh, the Chiefs are becoming the new team that people can hate, but really for the last twenty years, the two teams that won the most had the longest playoff streak, Maybe it was eleven or twelve years. It was it was Packers and the New England forever. So people have just hated the Packers so much. And yeah, no, I got to say, I've watched Packers games all across the country. They, other than Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's probably the tied the first or as good. At um, least number two, their fans show up in every state. You go, know, you know, Monday night game against Packers and, and Pittsburgh, and I don't know, Iowa, uh Southern California, Florida. It's going to be mostly Packer fans, but Pittsburgh represents. The game. Anyways. They just hated the Packers for so long. But now there's a little chink in the armor. Now that, you know, the force field of Aaron Rodgers' awesomeness is gone, they just will just – they the blind – their hate makes them blind. I think that's like a Star Wars theme. But -hmm. their hate towards the Packers makes them blind. Love could go out there and throw, like, 35 touchdowns and 10 INTs next year. We can win 10 games. They're like, I don't know, man, even though it's funny because when Love was drafted, you read all the comps. He was compared to Emma Holmes, all you haters, say what you want. He was. Um, and what did they say? He was a quarterback that needed some development. And what did he do? He developed behind, you know, say what you want about Aaron Rodgers, hating Goody. I don't think Aaron Rodgers hated his team. And I think he showed uh, – Love for respect and tolerance and stuff. To be honest, sometimes love moves around kind of with like Tech Rogers. So I'm okay with that. So he did what they, what all those great people said, you know, three or four, four years ago. He's a, he's a project and now he's been, he's been on, in the project and now he's coming out, dog. Yep. So uh, I'm a little overconfident because that's what I do. But yeah, they just hate the Packers so much they just will refuse to give their oh, there's my stupid cat. Anyways, uh, my cat, by the way, loves the Packers, clearly. You're her, you're her favorite podcast. That's all great. right, so go
4: back Go, and uh, what do you want to say? Anything you want to say, Kitty? Me... Okay, <laughs> have a good one. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I, I do think, I mean, that's one of the many theories I've posited here is people are just sick and tired of the Packers. They hate the Packers. They want them to fail and fall and all that stuff. And like I said, it feels like that started around 2017-ish, 2018. Like, people thought that the team was falling apart. And that was the narrative, like, oh, there goes the Packers, bye, you all suck. And then when the Packers rebounded, it's like they just kind of put that on pause. They didn't say, oh, never mind, they're back, they're good again. It was just kind of like, no, they still suck, but I mean, you know, they made it work, I guess. And, and, and it, apparently that was all just because of Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, Matt LaFleur, huh? Like, no, he sucks. Like, he's really bad. He's super bad. And why would you say that? Well, I don't know. Team sucks. How about that free agent class? Nah, Gouda kind of sucks. He's he's trash. Yeah, Packers still suck, but uh, they just win. Rogers, he just got a he just got a little little chip on his shoulder there because of Jordan, and went into psycho mode and got you a couple wins that you shouldn't have won, and you're frauds and you suck, and that's just the way it goes. So, and then when 2022 happened, it's like, see, I told you. Five years ago. Remember when I said five years ago you guys were bad? See, now you know. Now I proved it. You guys are so bad, and you're going to stay bad because now Rogers is gone. You're bad forever. <laughs> it's just stupid. By the way, I don't think you're supposed to say chink in the armor anymore. I heard somebody got in trouble for that once. like on a, I think it was just a sports thing. They were like, oh, yeah, chink in the armor, and then everybody threw a hissy fit about it because chink is a racist term, although in the context of chink in the armor, it just means a gap in the armor, so it's not the same thing. But because everybody's hypersensitive, Nico, you're not allowed to say chink in the armor because chink is a racist word and you can't say chink. So Nico and everybody else, if you're listening, never say chink in the armor. It is racist to say the word chink, even if you're saying it in the context of chink in the armor, which means gap or crack in the armor, which of course makes perfect sense and the analogy works out. But the word chink is, is also used as a derogatory term, not exclusively, but also, and so you can't say it. So please do not say chink in the armor anymore on this show. It is racist to say chink in the armor. Quite frankly, I'm ashamed of you for saying chink in the armor. You should not say chink in the armor on this show. Now that we're all clear, everybody now, do not say chink in the armor. All right. Tell you what, the calls are kind of shrinking, so we're going to take a little bit of an early break, and we'll be back.
2: Yeah. Hey Ryan So hey. you're going over Watch your mouth The schedule Yep Gosh I can't wait <laughs> I can't wait Um and I know you've lamented in the past About the first game We had a something Bummer Dude it's not a bummer It is a win Oh my god I'm gonna kill my cat No way <laughs> Go inside Get out Yeah get, get, get out Anyway It's a win Win Had to kick her Through the sliding door. I get it Because you Think of it this way if the Packers roll down to Chicago, and for whatever reason, don't win. And yep. you can, you know, if the defense looks bad, love looks so tight, then maybe the receivers drop some balls. All mm-hmm. you got to do is say, hey, you know what? It's opening game Jiggers. It's his first official start as the man. No one's going to really care much, but Julius Love rolls down there and plays like you and I know he can play. Uh, If he just takes charge, throws four four touchdowns, you know, no interceptions, scores 35 points, and the defense plays the way it should, and we just beat the crappy Bears like we should, that is just a win, tens of billion. So... uh, Yeah, I don't... uh, I I, I feel like it's...
4: Just, if I may... I don't think that's a win-win necessarily. That's sort of like a win that sucks, but it's okay because we get another shot at it sometime later. So, unless I, I might have misunderstood you, the
1: Bears fans
2: and they don't even want to watch this game because they're yeah. afraid that's going to happen. Yep. And if it does, they have implied that they would like to end stuff. If you know <laughs> what I mean. I'm a liar. Don't say things. it, because you say
4: things that are inappropriate. Uh, starting
2: with themselves, because, and you know what? I can't blame them, you know? I've told both of them, hey, you know what? You're you not you're, you're not born into a franchise. You can choose one. Yeah. And after 30 years of your of your franchise being complete garbage, you are you going to stay with a husband or a wife who's garbage that long? Heck no, you're going to get rid of them. I've told them both, get rid of them. Just stay. Come to the fold. Become a Packer fan. Yeah. Just when life is good and victories and stuff,
8: um,
2: you know, NFL Hall of Fame quarterbacks and cool things, you know, and, and history story, all oh, that kind of stuff. But anyway, if mom and the Packers roll down, beat the Bears game one in Chicago, uh, Chicago is going to not speak for weeks because they just, remember, remember what uh, the lovely stuff said? We're going to. We're going to beat the Packers. They're like, great. Don't you want to win the Super Bowl? No, they just, want, they just want to beat the Packers. They can't do it after Rodgers leaves. Oh, my goodness. Ah, that's going to be great. So, hey, go Packers.
4: Yeah, I, I, I desperately do hope that that happens. Um, the only thing I could think while you were saying that is, first of all, I don't know if I want Bears fans in our fan base. And then I thought, well, it would be good if they just abandoned the Bears because it would just be funny because then they have no support, but I don't think I want that. That's no fun, because now, well, for two reasons. Number one, the ha-ha, the Bears suck loses a little bit of its luster, because you're just kind of laughing at a pile of players, and there's nobody in the stands, there's nobody like bragging about the Bears, there's nobody excited about the Bears, It, it it's not exciting. When there's no fan base that's been talking them up the entire offseason that you can make fun of. The other thing that would worry me is if we got the entire fan base to abandon them because they were so bad, then we lose the Bears forever. And that would be awful. I mean, what's the point, dude? You know what I mean? Like, the Packers would be... What What even are the Packers if they're not just stomping the crap out of the Bears all the time? I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to win a bunch of games. They're still going to go to the playoffs. It's still great. But that's like... the. That's, that's one of the most fun moments, especially in the regular season, is just for the billionth time in a row, beating this big-mouth Bears team that constantly thinks they're going to be good and then laughing at them for believing their own hype again. I mean, it's like these guys are, well, that was a little vulgar. I don't know why I was going to go there. Um, but they, they, they keep doing things that aren't good. Thinking that this time it'll be good. I'm having a real fun time thinking about all the different things you were thinking that I might have been thinking there. Odds are you were very wrong, but you know, it's still funny to think about. But that is a fun troll, man. I might have to try that out this season. Assuming things go the way that I anticipate that they will. Just, just just asking them very seriously, like, hey, you ever thought about just giving this whole thing up? You know? I mean what really, what are you doing it for? What's in it for you? <laughs> If you were a salesman and your job was to recruit other fans, what would you say? <laughs> I got nothing.
8: Hey Ryan. Hey. hey. Yeah, I'm uh, and uh I'm leaving for it. It's uh one thirty. headed it out. Uh, it's California A Zone. Right, so it's the coastal ranges archery hunt for deer. Oh, okay. And it's the first hunt for deer in the entire United States. And it probably averages about just about the hottest deer hunt because it's all the spots that generally between July to like the first week of August. Yeah. So it's about four weeks long and it's uh, for archery and it's all. Typically, about a hundred degree average, no matter really where you go. Uh, the place I I like to go, because it has you have a lot of bucks in there, usually it's 105, but I'm headed out and it's only supposed to be, uh, 85 today. So, I'm pretty excited. Uh, see what we can do. Columbia Blacktail Deer. See what we got. Wish me luck.
4: Yeah, so just good luck, by the way. Just as a reminder, remind everybody what we're talking about if this is sort of a back and forth, because I barely remember, and there's a lot of people listening that probably have no idea. So Daniel from California said he was going hunting, and all I remember is he said it was very, very hot, and I thought he said he was hunting in the desert, and that just threw me for a loop, because I'm like, what the heck is in the desert that you're hunting? I have no idea. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'm still kind of on this desert thing, because when I think hunting, I think Wisconsin hunting, which means cold, which is the opposite of hot and people wear lots of layers and camo I can't imagine you're going to do that I mean the layers obviously but are are you like wearing a camo t-shirt and if you were what would be the point because you're in the desert and that doesn't really reflect anything are you wearing like uh, military like desert like desert storm fatigues or I don't know I don't know what we're I don't know what that looks like to be honest, let me see if I can figure, just find a picture of that. What did you say, Columbia Blacktail Deer, California, California Columbia Blacktail Deer hunting? I don't know, man. I'm seeing people in full-on like coats. This must be a different time of the year. See, this dude over here has got a uh, t-shirt on. It's straight up camo, though. It's not exactly the the desert that I was picturing. So maybe I misunderstood that part of it. I'm picturing like a cactus and then a bunch of sand and like snakes and lizards and stuff. But, yeah, man, good luck, dude. Uh, get you some meat and stuff.
1: What's going on? It's old modified How you doing? What's up? Uh, got a more entertainment... Entertainment. Goodness gracious. Early in the Question, um, or I should say just statement. A um, couple of shows. I saw you talking about some shows you were watching. Uh, a show you and your wife could watch. It's called The Queen and Lady. It's on Queen and Fox, lady. and it's on... I want to see HBO Max or HBO or Max. They changed the dang on no name. Um, the first season is on Max. The second season is on Fox on okay. demand. But it's uh it's about a, a lady who's like a doctor, but she's like a doctor in Pony like De La Rosa? Mexico or yeah. Europe. I I can't remember where where she was from. So she's not she's not like a U.S. citizen, but she sneaks in. Yeah to get, like, access to take care of her son. You
4: need to talk about that. Because,
1: you know, we have better doctors here. And it's, like, <laughs> a nice, like, a gangster. Yeah. But also, like, a show, I guess, like, you know, about a mom trying to take care of her child and what the length she would do. Fair enough. So I would definitely recommend that show. Um, Also, I believe I mentioned this before as well, there's another caller, but a show called From, because that show is, like, a horror-based show but it's it's different because kind of like Trey Luson, you care about the characters, but also it's like you're like, what the F is going on? Just like the characters. Even when you're watching it, it's not like, oh, this is the bad guy. Yeah, they're trying to stop that guy. No, you're watching and you don't know what the hell is going on, but in a good way. So that's that's my two recommendations for shows and that's the shows that I've been um getting on for the past month and a half. So definitely highly recommend both of those shows. And they're, I think both of them are season two and season three for both of them are coming up. So anyway, all right, go back up.
4: Yeah. So my wife's been begging me for a long time because she's been watching it to jump on manifest. And I've been saying no repeatedly. I finally gave in last night. Um, and so that's what we're watching now. Um, uh, it's not bad. It's not terrible. It's kind of like I was really into it and then by the time like season or episode 4 rolled around I'm kind of like mm-hmm, looking at your watch kind of thing but um I like the premise of the show. It, it's it's kind of my wife was saying it's kind of like Lost and we did like Lost. It it is a little bit like that. Um I think the thing that I don't really like about it though is that it's there's a big emphasis on, like, relationships. It's kind of got that chick flick aspect to it, where there's a lot of, like, who's dating who, and uh, I don't want to give too much of it, but it's, it's not really a, a uh, what do you call it, spoiler, because it happens in the first 30 seconds of the show. But essentially, these people are on a plane going through some time warp thing, so they're, for them it's like a normal plane ride they land, in, and it was five and a half years later. So you got some interesting situations in which, you know, you take off and then you land and then your wife remarried and has been with somebody or re- remarried or whatever the situation. So it's, it's like that whole thing. I don't like that. I don't get into that. I, I don't know if women like that or what the situation is. We're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Dude, that just pisses me off. Like, okay, logically, I understand. I was dead for five years and you remarried. At the same time, screw you, screw that guy. And why does my kid like this guy? Why is this kid why is my kid calling this guy dad? I don't want to watch a show and have to think about that. You know how much that ticks me off? <laughs> it's not entertainment for me. It just makes me angry. And then there's this freaking guy in the show that I hate and my wife is cracking up cuz I every time he's on the screen I just hate him. But he's like Mr. like understanding about the whole situation. I'm like, "No, you don't be understanding." Maybe it was unfair of me to expect you to not love him anymore. Like, "Are you kidding me?" I would be very immature about that situation. So that side of the show is wearing on me a little bit cuz it's not it's not entertaining. It's just kind of draining because you think about it and it's like I don't like thinking about it. it just kind of ticks me off. You're there at home. Apparently you've been dead for your, for 5 years and all your your wife and your kid can think is I miss freaking the other guy. <laughs> oh, well screw me, I guess. Sorry I'm not dead. But yes, it's a uh, it's fine. I'll have to check out Cleaning Lady though. I don't think my wife would like. She's not into the super murdery stuff. I was surprised and manifest when there was a scene with some lady's brains got splattered all over the wall. I was like, really? That doesn't seem like something you'd be into. I think she more tolerated it than what wanted to watch it as like a regular thing. And it seems like that's what the Cleaning Lady is about. But I appreciate the recommendation. I will check out the Cleaning Lady at some point. I keep seeing it pop up. I have seen it a lot. Uh, it looks like it's on Hulu and stuff. So I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, see what's up. And this is kind of no fun, because new callers are supposed to go to the front of the line, but I just got a call from a new caller. So, new caller, what's going on?
0: Yes, this is Embrace the Suck. I am a long-time fan.
4: I will Usually what I do is I copy and paste the name that you say, but Google didn't hear Embrace the Suck. It heard a different word, so I'm going to go ahead and have to type that one in, because Google is just wildly inappropriate today. He said suck, Google, okay? With an S. Although, I was very curious how this conversation was about to start, because it really uh, threw me here. Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe you're just a <laughs> wild kind of guy. Anyways, you are now officially Embrace the Suck. Please continue. Now, I've
0: always embraced Packers. You know, the players that are on the team, whatever, but... When I mean, it's time for them to go, as far as I'm concerned, they're gone. I don't have any allegiance to any of them. Like Aaron Rodgers gone to the Jets, Red Barb gone, Jets, It's care They're gone.
1: Yeah.
0: That being said, you know, I've been watching since uh Bart Star was a player, but by the time I start watching, he's kinda of in and out of the lineup and injured a lot so I had no real uh, allegiance to him either. In fact my my uh favorite quarterback is Sonny Jurgensen, believe it or not. Anyway, that being said, when they let go of Aaron Jones, I think I will shed a tear.
4: Yeah, for
6: sure.
0: And you guys are talking about his uh, love coming in and what kind of song you want for him. Maybe we can give some of your video gurus and buffs out there a shot at the Don Henley song, not another love in the world. Maybe they can make something out of that. Listen to it. Give it a shot. Later.
4: I do like Don Henley. I don't know if I know that song. Let's see if we can find it. Here we go. Let me guess it's an ad first, right? YouTube TV. Yeah, I knew it. Alright, let's try again. Oh, we gotta do this whole thing where we're putting on a show. There we go. swear some of the music from you know 60s 70s 80s really really good music but they have a real hard time getting to the point it's kind of like movies from the 90s like if you start a movie now it pretty much just starts cuz they understand nobody has patience anymore and apparently even old people have lost their patience like me but i i'll go back and be like dude that movie's a classic and you turn it on and the credits are 45 minutes long the intro credits like come on bro let's let's get going here Damn. All right, got the point. Uh, Let's see what some of the lyrics say here. Sometimes I wonder where it is love goes. I don't know if even heaven knows. Oh, this this sounds like maybe things went south with love. I don't even know where that guy goes sometimes. Where are you going? (laughs) I don't even think God in heaven knows. I know you had some dreams that didn't quite come true. Oh, my good Lord, this is going south. And now I'm not the one little girl who's keeping you. Well, that's rude. Just because things are going bad doesn't mean you have to call him a little girl. I was either standing in your shadow or blocking your light. Though I kept on trying, I could not make it right. For you, girl, there's just not enough love in the world. Is this an ode to Rogers? Is that what we're doing here? I don't know. It seems pessimistic and slightly offensive. We could rock with that. We could do that. Anyways, embrace the F. (laughs) Appreciate you calling in, man. Um, As far as the, you know, when they're gone, they're gone... Yeah, I mean, you know, yes and no. Like you said, when when they leave, you shed a tear because it sucks, and it kind of it, it's a little bit unfortunate that myself and so many other Packer fans didn't necessarily get to that point with Rodgers. And I am I going to unfairly blame the rest of the fan base? Yes, I am. But the only reason I say that is there was never an argument about Jordy. There was never some people overhyping him and some people hating him just because of his beliefs and all this stuff and this constant back and forth and just getting you know and i i'm getting caught in a whirlwind because i'm defending him from one side and then i'm then i'm kind of attacking him on the other side and so as he's walking out the door i'm screaming the guy's not good at football he was terrible last year it's time to move on rather than just doing what we usually do which is saying i look i get it but dude this is brutal i hate this i mean there were times and multiple different players Jordy was the last one I can really well I mean Devante obviously is freaking horrific but maybe the I know Jordy wasn't that long ago but that was maybe like the last one where I remember just thinking like when this dude's li- leaves I don't know what we're gonna do and I knew at the time when when Rogers left we were screwed like that was just kind of my mentality at the time but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it kind of thing but you're right once you know once the season starts like with Devante love Devante Great football player. You think for one second I'm cheering for Devontae? I'm not. He's a Raider. Right? I I don't have to root for a... I mean, I know they're not a direct rival, but all 31 teams are rivals of the Packers because there's only one prize at the top. I'm not rooting for other teams. Now, occasionally I'll root for one team to beat the other team because somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. I suppose everybody could just tie all the time, but that's not a realistic thing to root for. And if all things being equal, maybe I'll root for the Raiders, especially if they're bad just because I want Devontae to do well. Or maybe Devontae can just do great and the Raiders can suck. Whatever. But the point is, I'm not rooting for the Raiders or Devontae. And I'm certainly not rooting for the Jets and Rodgers. Especially since every single positive thing that Rodgers does is going to be seen as a negative uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Even though it shouldn't and that's stupid, that's how it's going to be treated. So now, again... It seems unfair to blame other Packer fans, but guess what I'm going to? Because you know what? It's Packer fans that are going to try to be insufferable D-bags every single time he does something positive. So as a result, I want them to suck, and I want Rodgers to suck because I don't want to deal with it. I'm not catching shrapnel for that guy. He's over there simply to piss off the Green Bay Packers. I'm sorry. I'm a Packers fan, not a Rodgers fan. If your whole goal in life is to sling crap at my team, I'm not rooting for you. So you go over there, fail, be miserable, and then when you retire, we can be friends again. But as long as you are a quarterback of a rival football team, especially you, yeah, we're not friends right now. That's how this works. Same with Favre, right? That's how it went. When he went to the Jets, it was fine, forget you. Then when he went to the Vikings, it was straight up F you. The idea that I'm still going to support him because of what he did, bullcrap. I'm going to support a Vikings quarterback? Are you kidding me? And then when he left and retired, it was, all right, cool, man. He was welcome back and cheered and all that stuff. Congratulations. Go on your merry way. Try not to steal stuff and have a great life. I can support you when you're done. I don't have to support your last one or two moonlighting years playing football because you can't let go yet. And is that the same of Aaron Jones? It is. Aaron Jones and Devontae are very similar. Absolute legends that probably will not be replaced. And as a result, some Packer fans are going to use that as some kind of a weapon against the Packers because unless Aaron Jones goes and fails, it was a disaster by the Packers because we don't have the possible sight to say a year too early rather than a year too late, which is what Ted Thompson did for a very long time and was a master at it, and it was the right thing to do. And so, yes, they go out and they have success somewhere. Or maybe they don't. I think more often than not, despite the year too early mantra, most of the people that left just completely fell off immediately. But no, when, when Aaron Jones leaves, assuming he leaves and plays somewhere else, you shed a tear, you say, we'll miss you, then the season fires up, he's running for the Miami Dolphins or whatever, and I don't like that. I don't like the Dolphins. I don't like that their offense is significantly better than our offense, and it's seen as this powerhouse when we used to be the powerhouse, and Aaron Jones is helping them be a powerhouse with freaking goofball San Francisco guy and Tyreek and that whole crew. Plus, he's going to look real good down in Miami with those shades and everything. It's going to be a perfect fit, probably a better fit than Green Bay. No, I'm not going to like that, and I'm not going to support that, and I'm not going to cheer for that. If he can find success while the team fails, I guess I'll, you know, be happy for him. But no, when you talk to me when you retire, and then we'll be best friends again. Until then, this is a freaking rival game. And yeah, it's it's, it's also annoying that everybody that leaves, there's a portion of the fan base that's going to watch them root for their success just so that they can say, ha ha, you stupid pack. I mean, their entire goal in life is to make the Packers look stupid. And I don't understand that. Oh, look, Devontae's gone. We could have had him, but you got. Uh, if you would have just. Blah, blah, blah. So so what? Now I got to root against Devontae. Rogers has success, and I'm going to have to hear about that. Oh, see, see, you, you let him go. You let him go. You let him go. Okay, He retired, number one. He wanted to be traded and asked to be traded, number two. And number three, we all knew he was going to be good. That's not the point. But it's not going to matter. Every single pass he completes, I'm going to have to listen to Packer fans be freaking insufferable D-bags. Using it as a club to hit their own freaking team and their own fan base. This is, This is the reason why, despite the fact that I despise Bears fans, I respect Bears fans more than Packer fans. Because they support each other and they support their team to a fault. Packer fans go out of their way to find reasons to criticize their team, and it's freaking exhausting. So anyways, that ends up being my uh, my stance. When we find out they're leaving, it's shed a tear, we'll miss you, thank you for everything you did. Then they play for another team, it's alright, don't talk to me, you're over there, I'm over here. Then when they retire, it's we need to get this guy back in the Hall of Fame quickly uh you know get them back on a on a stage somewhere where they can say they'll always be Packers and we can all clap and say okay good glad that horrible period of time is over where you weren't a Packer now you can go back to being a Packer forever which I look forward to with hopefully Devonte wants to be seen as a forever Packer and hopefully Rodgers wants to be seen as a forever Packer and we can embrace them as such now once they get their little uh midlife crisis situation out of their out of their you know Whatever, David Bakhtiari, maybe he'll just retire a Packer. Probably not. He'll go off and have his little fling, and then we can bring him back into the fold. But no, I'm not cheering for a rival team just because you're on it. That ain't how that
6: works. Hey, Ryan, it's Jesse, Mike. Um, I'm not trying to be a fitness guru or anything at all. Just just to preface before I go into anything. I feel bad. You you can't walk because of your back pain? All right, all right, hear it, me
4: out. It's still, it's still going on. I don't know what to do about it. Pain medicine doesn't do anything. I've tried those little icy hot things. That does nothing. We've got a massager that's like freaking deep tissues and it's got heat and everything else on it. It doesn't do anything. Um, yeah, this is... And then yesterday, it was starting to feel a little bit better. I was walking around, like, everything's good. And then by the end of the day, it started to hurt. And then I woke up this morning, and it's right back to where it was. So I don't know, man. I'm not really entirely sure what the problem is. I'm just getting tired of, you know, constantly turning the wrong way and going, "Uh, uh, uh." oh, and by the way, back pain apparently makes you have horrible allergies because I am sneezing nonstop, and I can't tell you how freaking bad that hurts. Anyways, uh, fitness guru, take it away. Okay.
6: Okay. So, I have two herniated discs in my lower back, and I've got one in my neck. Okay. Um, my wife has, I don't know how many because she hasn't had an MRI, um, but I'm like 98% positive she has herniated disc in her lower back because she experienced a lot of the same problems that I did when I fell off a two and a half story roof. Anyway. Okay. Um, the name of the game with back pain name is going to suck. You're not going to want to hear it okay. because it does suck. You really need to do a bunch of core exercises, okay, and then add in some back extensions. Um, all right. Now, I would suggest going to a physical therapist, maybe for a that. week
7: or two. No,
6: you know, to help them get you loosened up. No. Um, a, a good one. I don't know if you can find somebody in the area that's got a level four.
4: I'm going to go to Doctor YouTube if that's all right.
6: Or a class four laser. But if you can find a chiropractor or somebody who's got a class four laser who can go to pound on your back, let me tell you, that will really set you up on the regenerative process.
4: I would rather suffer. Thanks, though.
6: Um, I, I luckily have a chiropractor in my area who's got one I'm good friends with. But you do that, you do some physical therapy, get you to stretch your back out a little bit, get it so you can get that range of motion back without getting, you know, a lot of pain, and then you really got to start with the planks, uh, the Russian twist, yep. uh, the, the kettlebell carries, um, where you have, you know, no kettlebell in one hand and a kettlebell in the other, and you walk around for a certain amount of time, and then you swap hands. Um, because essentially what you need to do is you need to build all those muscles around your your, your vertebrae mm-hmm. and your back. Um, and as you do that, and as your core gets tighter, it'll take a lot of the tension and a lot of the pressure off of your back. Um, my wife has been going to the gym with me for the past two months now. And like she does uh, dog, dog boarding and grooming and what, not grooming, but like bare <laughs> minimum grooming. So she'll do like baths and, and, and you know, do oh, dog nails. Oh,
7: that kind of grooming.
6: And she for the longest time is complaining, like I, I bend over, I'm trying to do these dog nails. And by the time I, I stand up, like it, it hurts my, I'm out of commission for the rest of the day. She's wearing bath brace. You know, laying on the couch with a, an ice pack on, and they can't move around, can't do anything. Well, she has told me that since she started doing this workout or after a week or so, her back feels so much better. She still feels the pain, she still feel, but it doesn't put her out of commission. She can still go about doing everything that she wants to do afterwards. So, just telling you. Do some core workouts and a big thing, those back extensions. Get that lower back, get it big and strong. Anyway, you got this. Go pack up. I
4: don't I don't think I'm going to really be able to do extensions. I mean, standing up is like a very, very lightweight extension. It's just barely moving my body from, like what, a, uh, a very, very slight angle to just standing up. And that's freaking, it, it takes me like three attempts to stand up. I have my daughter get me, like, this little chair so I can use that as, like, a crutch to stand up off the chair. But I, I do think that you're probably right. I I noticed it seems like maybe it's one of those things that I'm doing the wrong thing by trying to rest it. Um, Because, first of all, that hasn't seemed to help a freaking thing. All it, all it does is, like, it doesn't hurt while I'm sitting or laying down, although it's starting to. But then when you try to stand up and move around, it's like, holy crap, this hurts so bad. However, um, when I've been more... Well, it seems like if I walk too much, then it hurts to just stand on my left leg, which is annoying. But a couple of days ago, I actually it was like chasing the dog around the house because, you know, he's a psycho and likes to play and all that stuff. And I couldn't do much, but, you know, I kind of like just sprint in a straight direction, right, and then he would just do all the running and then I kind of just run at him again. And he'd... But I did that for a while. And then at one point I stepped on one of my kid's toes and I just went down. One of those things where you got to make a decision. Do I continue putting weight on this foot? And this blinding pain that I'm stepping on, or do I just let my knees buckle? And I went ahead and let them buckle. And I was bracing for the horrific pain, and it didn't super come. And I was able to stand up, and like the pain was still there, but it wasn't as bad. And I, I kind of started thinking, maybe this is sort of a walk-it-off situation, you know? Don't baby it, kind of push it a little bit. So it kind of makes sense. I'm, I'm not going to be able to do back extensions, I can tell you that. In fact, I don't think I'm going to be able to do sit-ups. I know I'm not going to be able to do sit-ups. Planks, maybe. I don't know how I'm going to get up off the floor. But I could probably do some planks. I've already been doing not like Russian twists or anything because there's no freaking way. I'm not going to be able to hold my body up in that position, much less do any kind of twists. But as I'm walking, I'm kind of like, you know, just to stretch it a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to go in the other direction and push it and hope that I'm not hurting it more. But it, it just seems like the more I move around and kind of stress that back, deliberately kind of bending, twisting, whatever, it seems to kind of get better. But again, I can only kind of stand for so long before it hurts to stand on that foot, which is really dumb. I don't know. It'll go away. It's just annoying that I'm not 18 years old and you get these weird pains like, oh, man, I got this pain. And then, you know, maybe a day later, it's like, oh, that that sucked. That was horrible. Ugh. Things just don't go away. And I probably will have to start going to a doctor or they'll just never go away. But I'm not doing that. I don't freaking care. I'll be crippled the rest of my life. That's stupid. I'm busy. Leave me alone. Anyway, it's kind of a weird note to leave it at, but I am going to leave it at that. Um, Just so you're aware, we are caught up. That's it. So um, unless and until we get seven, eight, nine, ten-ish more calls, I'm taking a PAD break. So send them in if you got them, and I'll talk to you when you do. Have a good one. Bye-bye.